the University of Cambridge Open Day, knowing your predicted grades and the essentials of doing great work. I'm Jonathan Tinnaker, and this is Better Uni Choices. This week, I give you the rundown on my top 10 learnings from attending a University of Cambridge Open Day earlier in the summer. In addition, we look at the importance of knowing your predicted grades and we learn the essentials of doing great work. So starting with the University of Cambridge Open Day. Well, a few days after I'd been to the University of Oxford Open Day, I had a message from a long-standing friend that he'd be attending the University of Cambridge Open Day with his son the following week. Did I want to meet up? Well, I thought for at least half a second before replying a very positive yes. After seeing Oxford, what better than to see their nearest and dearest rival on equal terms? And, of course, to catch up with an old friend who I hadn't seen for a couple of years. Uh, You know who you are. As with Oxford, I've visited on many occasions, and I've known their current director of recruitment and admissions for many years. But aside from King's College Chapel, I've never been right inside any of the colleges to see what life might actually be like for the students there. So off we went on a beautiful sunny day to visit the University of Cambridge. These are my top 10 learnings. And note, some of these are inevitable comparisons with Oxford, so if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, you might like to do that first. So number one, some of the colleges are absolutely stunning. I visited just four colleges, uh, King's, Trinity, St John's and Jesus. These are all within a short walk of the city centre and each other. They were, without exception, stunning. If I'd been struck by the beauty and privilege at Oxford, I was even more struck by it at Cambridge. Each college seemed to have buildings, a quad and a chapel that would have been the historic centrepiece of most major cities in the UK. I know that not all the colleges are quite the same, but these four were all more than a bit special. Two, there was a little more talk of costs and more obvious differences in room costs than at Oxford. Student ambassadors were more open about costs at Cambridge and there seemed to be more variation in accommodation prices than I picked up at Oxford. For example, at St John's, rooms varied from around 1,700 per term up to 2,600. Quite a difference. After the event, I decided to do a bit more research into these differences online. I found similar variations at several colleges, but while they really don't make it easy for you, you have to go to each college website separately. Each is laid out differently, so it took so much longer than it should to find the information I was after. Number three, there was also a little more talk of bursaries, and I was struck by the generosity of some of these. On several of the talks, the students talked very helpfully and with some pride about the extensive scholarships, bursaries and prizes available. These included everything from the main university bursary schemes to college top-ups, choral scholarships and full bursaries for students from particular backgrounds. As with accommodation, it is disappointingly hard to find the information on the website spread as it is across all the different college websites. What this means for you is that because it's so awkward, Many students won't bother. So if you do bother to go looking, there is a really good chance of finding something that will apply to you. Number four, their admissions team seemed far more open than I'd expected. Now, I went along to the teacher and advisor session, as I had at Oxford, and I was really struck by how open they were. They were genuine about wanting to learn from the teachers and find out what was working and what wasn't, to address frustrations and to answer the difficult questions. 
An honest and open admissions team bodes very well for you students applying in the future. Number five, their colleges seem to be furiously independent. So, on the less positive note, I picked up a distinct impression that each college has strong, independent views on how they want to do admissions. This meant that I had very little trust in the idea that there would be fair and transparent admissions across the university. And while I know that the admissions leaders of the Central University are very well connected with sector-wide good practice, I was less convinced that those responsible for college admissions were quite so well connected with the real world. Number six, some colleges will interview in person this year, but some will not. This independence and different approach across different colleges can be evidenced by the fact that six colleges will interview their UK applicants in person this year, while the other six will stick with the online interviews of recent years. Number seven, there is no advantage to taking four A-levels over three. This one thing that was made super clear by their head of admissions for colleges is that there is no advantage to taking four A-levels over three. So take the subjects that you will enjoy and do well at. There is no need to do more and risk achieving less. Number eight, like Oxford, they have a new foundation course too. Cambridge have started a new foundation programme. It has 50 places available and strict eligibility criteria aimed at finding those who have had experiences that have negatively impacted on their education. It is a little narrower in its scope, covering only the arts, humanities and social sciences. But like the Oxford programme, it is fully funded, with progression guaranteed for those who complete the course to the required standard. If you or anyone you know could benefit from this, have a look at foundationyear.cam.ac.uk foundationyear.cam.ac.uk Number nine. Their student ambassadors were far more diverse than those at Oxford. When we went to Oxford, it seemed like 90% of the student ambassadors were white, middle-class women. I don't think for a second that this means that 90% of their students are the same, and they might say that you can only recruit the ambassadors who volunteer. But it felt to me like the university really wasn't trying to provide a variety of role models for visitors. At Cambridge, it felt completely different. There were student ambassadors from a whole variety of different backgrounds, countries, and a good split of both genders. I've run countless student ambassador schemes over the year. It is not easy to get a good diverse balance of ambassadors, but it is important. So a big well done to Cambridge on that. Number 10. This time, I had a clear favourite college. Of all the colleges I visited across both universities, I have to say that hands down, my favourite was St John's College, Cambridge. We were greeted by a super enthusiastic and knowledgeable student ambassador who gave us a terrific tour full of wit, history, stories and the important practical stuff about being a student there. The restaurant, coffee shop and bar were just nicer, more modern and more usable than any we'd seen elsewhere. And the rooms were in a different league too, both the old traditional rooms and those in their, well, admittedly less attractive 1970s halls. The icing on the cake was the wonderful green space they have on the far side of the cam. Just a beautiful place to live and study, if only I had my time again. Still, don't take my word for it. Everyone visiting will have their own individual favourite college, so just go and see for yourself.
So moving on to this week's Did You Know? Um, it's really important that you know what your predicted grades are when you make your final UCAS choices. They are critical if you are to make an informed list of five choices, including ambitious, realistic and safe options. However, never push your teachers or your school to give you unrealistically high predicted grades. This can really backfire on you, as you could end up making unrealistically ambitious applications, resulting in offers you can't achieve. Some universities even vary their offers, giving higher conditions to those with better predictions. And this week's quote of the week comes from Paul Graham, who is an entrepreneur and venture capitalist. It is essential, he says, to work on something you're deeply interested in. Interest will drive you to work harder than mere diligence ever could. The three most powerful motives are curiosity, delight and the desire to do something impressive. Sometimes they converge and that combination is the most powerful of all. Wise words, I would say, about the key ingredients for truly great work. Next week, how to work best with your university counsellor. Thanks for listening. See you next time.